0: You are listening to Jesus is Better, a podcast series presented by Church on Mill, where we discover, in a momentary trial, the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Hi
1: everybody, thanks for tuning in to another Jesus is Better, the podcast. This is Chuck Newkirk. Today, I've got Todd Deal. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great today. How are thank, you? Thank yeah? you. I'm fine. Thank you for being willing to sit down and have a conversation. We are thinking together in this podcast about discovering in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Do you believe that, Todd?
0: In my heart of hearts, I do. Yes, Chuck.
1: <laughs> great. Well, then we can continue this conversation. I am so glad to hear that. Uh, Todd, tell us... Uh, who you are, maybe, you know, a couple couple seconds about uh, what's your connection to Church on Mill.
0: Sure. So my name is Todd Deal. I've been a member here at Church on Mill for probably about 14 years, I believe it's been, and uh, formally, I guess, for the past, has it been two years, Chuck? About two years. Yeah. I've been a, a lay elder here at Church on Mill, so I have the joy of laboring <laughs> vocationally at, you know, day in and day out, uh, outside the church, but serving and laboring with the people here.
1: Church you. I'm with you, alongside you. Yes, brother, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, really appreciate all that you do, and uh, just on a on a practical, personal level, your, your friendship, you've been a real gift huh. to me. Thank you.
0: Likewise, brother. Thanks.
1: Um, your hair is getting big. Uh, I'm
0: so I think if anything COVID-19 has taught, taught me is that I really would like to get a haircut. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if normally your hair is like the putting green, then we're definitely in the rough. <laughs> that, is, that is true. It's
0: driving me nuts. Okay. Maybe it's driving other people nuts, but people don't see me as much as they see you. So it might not be quite a sore subject. But...
1: Well, yes, for what's going on on my face, you've got much more on the top of your head. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, Todd, sometime when we've got you on the podcast, I'd love to talk with you about prayer mm-hmm. and the pastoral prayer that you lead sure. um, so well on a regular basis. But today, um, we'd love to just think together around issues related to rest. Great. Yeah. Um, practically, uh, just to get us going, uh, what does rest look like for you?
0: Well, I mentioned it's similar to maybe a lot of people, um, I think of rest in maybe a few different categories. Certainly, I mean, rest is built into the rhythms of our life, whether it's nightly. I go to sleep like all, everybody <laughs> else, probably like you do. Um, uh, so there's rhythm, different rhythms of rest, I guess. So rest looks like getting a good night's sleep. It looks like recharging on a weekend. And then perhaps even bigger picture than that is like we take vacations and things like that. So... Um, Practically, like these days, right? One of the things, probably, uh, I'm an introvert, so uh, if I've had a really busy day at work and have had a lot of people interaction, Mm. um, for me, rest probably looks like sitting down with my wife and watching an episode of The West Wing or something, and that's something that we're doing these days. So that's a good restful thing for me. That sounds horrible, uh, but I'm glad you like it. It doesn't matter how... Depressing the show, I don't know what I would <laughs> So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. just uh, that's recharging. It is. It's yeah. just
0: for me. It's a moment of just being able to step away from busy- busyness of life, and um, so that's one way rest might look like. Um, I think we can find rest in just about any activity we do. I mean, I would say there's moments when washing the dishes. At night is a restful moment because it's just me and I'm not having to deal with anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just I have a task and it's a quiet task. I can just do that.
1: Well, when the restrictions are lifted, you may get a lot of invitations I know. for dinner. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what I share. Yeah. But yeah. So so let's let's dive a little bit deeper into that. How how is it that you think you could find rest within? still being active and doing things. Tell us a little more about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some of those things might be, um, you can, you can use those moments and, uh, there's some quiet time that's involved with that. Um, when I'm doing dishes, right, it's a, a sense of peace that I'm doing something to serve family, things like that. Um, I think, uh, the pace of life can certainly be distracting. So perhaps a lot of that is just removing a lot of distractions from life and being able to just kind of uh, be more mindful about one thing. We're bombarded day in and day out with countless things. So sometimes cutting away all those things allows me, personally, to be able to slow down and think about things that are uh, uh, constant, and sustaining in life so i think things like that
1: well brother you may operate at a different level than most people do when they're doing their dishes that's maybe true
0: (laughs) but i think that can happen in lots of ways whether it's taking a walk or things like that as well so taking a walk and observing uh, the peace of nature and then being able to reflect upon um, god's provision for the day yeah uh seeing all the
1: birds and the trees whatever it is yeah yeah is it hard to walk with that level of resistance on the top of your head? It's definitely hotter these days to do that. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Um, you know, in, in, we see the topic of rest first come up from the very first chapters of the Bible. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, Genesis 1.
1: Yep. So um, as you think about uh, Genesis 1 and God resting uh, from his labors... Um, Theologically speaking, that's that's a huge issue, right, from the very early pages of the Bible. Um, what, if any, implications or applications does Genesis 1 and 2 have today?
0: Yeah, I think practically, I think one of the things I would say is that um, there seems to be this notion of rest is kind of designed into creation, right? I mean, God rested, um, and so I think that perpetuates into patterns of rest that we as God's creatures also have. So um, I think, and again, so the cycles of life, whether it's the daily cycle, the weekly cycle, uh, cycles of harvest and things like that, right? Letting the land rest, uh, we see that in the Bible as well. So practically, I think, when we think about the fact that, I would say, I just think about the fact that um, if God rests, what is, what is God resting from? God doesn't grow tired mm-hmm. necessarily, sure, I would imagine, right? I think mm-hmm. we'd agree on that. Yep. But there's something about his resting is admiring, whether it's admiring creation and uh, reveling in his own glory, perhaps. Um, it's interesting that I think that's just something that is then designed and imprinted on creation and we as creatures and being made in the image of God. Um, likewise, Need rest. I think sure, sure,
1: yeah. Yeah. That um, God established a a pattern of uh, part of being made in the image of God is me is that we work and that the work is meaningful, um, and that it's uh, a way in which we demonstrate something of who He is. And yet, um, also part of being made in the image of God is that there's a time to cease from those normal. Um, normal endeavors that occupy so much of our time, right. in order to rest. Yeah, right. Right. interesting how those things work work together. It is remarkable. Yeah. yeah. Then, if we think, you know, further into our Old Testament, we find um, Sabbath rest, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a huge topic, of course, uh, that fills so many pages in the Old Testament. Uh, yeah. And certainly today there's, there's uh, some disagreement among churches like ours and Christians like us about mm-hmm. sure. the Ten Commandments and the right. place of Sabbath rest. Um, but, but ultimately, um, the, the Sabbath rest was a picture of our salvation. It was a picture of Hebrews 4 tells us that right. it's a picture of the rest that we have um, in our in our salvation. So what a great thing that is. Yeah. So do you think that's a little bit
0: of a foreshadowing then as well? Like it's certainly in the Old Testament that that's a picture of a promise, a future promise, do you think then? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hebrews 4, um, it talks about in verse 1, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. You know, anecdotally, where people think or uh, often say that there's, there's nothing a Christian should fear other than God. That's not actually what the New Testament teaches. One of the things we're supposed to be aware of, to be cognizant of, to be fearful of, is not entering into the rest, meaning the eternal rest, the salvation rest that we have in Christ. Um, and that um, we can be people who enter a, a salvific rest, a ultimate rest, and yeah, no question. Old Testament—that's what Sabbath rest was pointing right, forward it's to.
0: Point forward to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to talk more about that Hebrews passage, but I think it's interesting too. Um, I find it kind of interesting. I mean, certainly there's this promise of a future rest, mm-hmm. so and that's ours, I believe, that in Christ. Yeah. Um, but then we're also called to strive towards that rest. And those two words often seem really diametrically opposite to mm. me sometimes, I think, for people. Mm. So that notion of striving, so that seems to mean working hard and laboring, right? Yep. So there's
1: this contrast between labor and rest. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of begs the question, what is it that we actually need rest from?
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, practically, we we rest because our bodies need it. Right. But spiritually, right, I think what he's, what that, what, we're, what we need rest from is the striving and the labor of trying to earn something on our own behalf. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't need to. I don't need to labor anymore today um, because Christ's work is finished. Right? That's what He said on the cross. It is finished. That's right. So that's the beauty of the promise of the future rest that we have. And so I think the ceasing striving. We don't need to strive for that. Um, but there's a sense in which we still strive to live out, uh, practically, what it means that Christ has done for us, right? So there's late, there's work and effort in doing those things, I guess.
1: Yeah, but. to to remain in that rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to be the main thing. Well, one of the main things Hebrews four is definitely poking, and um, makes me think of um, when Jesus said, uh, "Come to me, all you who are weary." and heavy-laden, and I will give you rest." Yeah. Um, you know, Ultimately, he wasn't speaking about, um, I'll, I'll give you a good night's sleep. Uh, he was talking about the, the reality that in the first century, so many were living under an oppressive sense of religion that wasn't uh, actually about the grace of God. It was uh, very much earning, seeking to earn yeah. through obedience to the law. Yeah. Uh, so in the first century, n- not Uh, the law leads us to see our inability to follow the law which leads us to trust in god Uh, instead there was a a wearisome sense that they were living in yeah and
0: i think today i mean christians today are can be pulled and tempted to live in those same sorts of patterns and ways and doubting uh, questioning our, our our salvation because we don't see fruit or whatever it is So it's not terribly different probably
1: that is true. Yeah. That is true, definitely. Um, you've, you're you're a busy guy, so you have a full-time job. You're helping manage a team at work, mm-hmm. and yeah. I've got a wife and a daughter, yeah. and um, you are also helping to pastor a church. Yeah. So the um, last couple of years have been pretty full for you. They have been very full. Yeah. How is it that you've come to manage a load that's probably bigger than you ever imagined you would have?
0: Yeah, that's a good question, Chuck. I think um, one of the things that I have to do and one of the things that I have to remind myself is uh, not to compare myself to other people. Um, I think it's easy uh, for us to perhaps look at other people and see... uh, Busy, the the way they're managing their life and think that we need to be able to do the same kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all wired a little bit differently. And I think it's okay to recognize, um, the ways that we need different amounts and different kinds of rest. So that'd be the first thing is just, you know, I try, I don't always do a great job, but I try not to compare myself. To,
1: yeah. That's uh, a people. huge, that's a huge issue, brother. Yeah. You know, um, It it seems as though God gives different people different capacities, Right. and one of the big mistakes we make is, um, that I'm certainly prone to, is um, expecting others to be able to run the same pace that I run, or them expecting me uh, to to do that, and um, a, a way we love each other as fellow brothers in Christ is to not demand something from one another that just may not be possible for somebody else based on the their own makeup that's part of who God's given them. So I really appreciate you speaking to that. Yeah, I think that
0: is, and that's helpful to hear that, uh, and for me to hear as well. I mean, sometimes I demand things of others as well, and um, I think we always need to keep those kind of things in mind. Um, alongside that, you know, I think it's helpful to be cognizant of our personalities again. So sometimes I have to question, I'm an introvert, I understand certain things about my personality, and I think God made me that way. Um, I personally probably over the past few years have probably had to step back sometimes and kind of question a little bit like, well, is my tiredness um, rooted in a sense of me wanting rest that's really just to serve me versus is it a real sort of tiredness Mm. that I really need respite from? Yeah. So there's a sense of, you know, and sometimes it's good to have other people speak into that. You know, my wife is helpful at times, right, Uh, to know when I need rest or not. So, um, you know, yes, the last few years have been busy, but they've been full years too, enjoyable years. And it's not that I haven't had a vacation, so we've still had... I still get time off and yeah, things like sure. that. So, yeah.
1: Well, um, thanks for sharing those things. How do you, how do you? So if we think about some of those moments when you're not sure, am, am I using um, my own preference right. or personality uh, for escape um, to not do something I really should do? Um, how, how do you know when to push ahead and when to put your head on your pillow? <laughs>
0: That's a good question. I'm probably still learning that. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think we all have proclivities. Um, So for me, sometimes it's just honestly uh, questioning the sense I might have, right? Um, That would be maybe the first thing I would do. Um, But I need to be honest and step back sometimes and really uh, know, uh, try to be discerning uh, what things to do and what things not to do. And that's where I think sometimes counsel... Is helpful. Yeah. Whether that's family, other brothers and sisters, things like that. Roommate.
1: Exactly. Roommate. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Looping people in for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Do you think there are things that people think of as providing rest uh, but actually end up not doing so? And if so, what would be some examples of things like that?
0: Good question. I struggle with that question a little bit because I'm not. I don't know if I know, but I, let's, we, let's let's have a conversation sure. about that, Chuck. So, <laughs> um, I'm sure there are things that people feel that are providing them rest, but aren't. I mean, just as we think about the the hollowness of sometimes our works to try to achieve a a real rest that we already have, I think there's a sense in which we can uh, do things thinking that we're um, getting rest and we're not. Um, I would imagine, uh, and ultimately, perhaps those things we do are really uh, trying to fill us in ways that only God is intended to fill us, right? Um, So we might be doing things that we think are restful, but are really providing escape. You mentioned that word a little bit bit earlier, that are either providing escape from things that we need to deal with, or we're even perhaps looking again to fill to fill ourselves and make us uh, again feel acceptable to others, or whatever. So sometimes hobbies and things like that. I mean, are they really about rest, or are they really about um, achieve, you know, putting, achieving some other uh, thing in our, in our life that we're looking to please others or things like that? I mean, I don't know about you, but people always ask me. You know, the questions they ask you whenever you get, whenever you. Meet someone new. It's you know. It's certainly what you do, uh-huh. and what do you like to do when you're not working, right? Uh-huh. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, sorry, I don't have any hobbies. You know, mm-hmm. and it's really hard. You know, you, I'm less of a person. You know, you feel less of a person because <laughs> I'm too busy for hobbies.
1: Well, you could pick up uh, haircuts as a hobby. Well, yeah,
0: I could do that. Yeah, I'll that would,
1: start on your beard. That way, <laughs> <laughs> that would be really helpful. Um, I do think hobbies is a is a huge issue. Yeah. So. Um, We have so much leisure time and money compared to most every generation of people who have ever lived. Maybe, I don't want to speak too ridiculously uh, full of hyperbole, but it would seem that we could say uh, it's realistic. uh, It's within the ballpark to say uh, we have more money yeah. and more time yes. than the majority of people who have ever lived. And uh, it's easy to confuse hobbies with what's actually restful. Uh, there's certainly a way to go about um, uh, shopping or seeing a movie or playing golf or playing video games, yeah. whatever it is, that, that is restful and there's ways to go about it that are not. Right. That's confusing. It is
0: confusing because those aren't bad things. Right, um, but I think those things, like anything in life, can sometimes uh, become inordinate desires or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So the the motive would be part of it. Yeah, you know, why why yeah. am I doing it? Um, am I expecting it to? Uh, do I live for Friday <laughs> at five? <laughs> right, and then not having anything to do for yeah. a while, or. Um, you know do I, do I understand that to be a good gift from God yeah. that is is a an enjoyable activity that fills up one's cup. you know those are, those those heart desires about why you're doing it um, are certainly part of the equation, yeah. and then not just overdoing it too much, you know. You can take your restful activity and do it so much that you've got nothing left when the rest of life <laughs> right. comes. And
0: then Monday comes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And your work starts again. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. so real practically speaking, that that's probably um, a matter that brothers and sisters have got to figure out and be willing to have open dialogue about and yeah. try to serve one another and help yeah. each other. Yeah, I agree very much. Okay. Um, you've got me here. Yeah. Is there, uh, is there anything that you would have wished I brought up or you would like to give me a hard time about in relationship to rest? (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, brother, you are one of the the people that I have to not try to compare myself to sometimes because you work inordinately hard. So how do you find rest? You've asked me a little bit. So how is it that,
1: what does rest look like for you? The need for rest isn't one of my most favorite things, um, frankly. Um, rest and eating just get really old.
0: Uh, like I, I've done that already. I've already, I've already done. That. I
1: already ate and I already <laughs> rested. Why do I need to do it again? Um, so there's certainly some, you know, ongoing things that I'm learning. Um, part of the last couple of years with my uh, illness, with having lupus, has been coming to terms with the fact that um, I need to put my head on my pillow as an act of worship. I need to recognize Mm -hmm. that God is the one who ultimately governs and is the governor Mm -hmm. uh, of my life, and I can only do what He gives me energy to do. And to exceed that consistently is idolatry, and um, so... Uh, real practically speaking, I've had to learn um, when I put my head on my pillow that I say a prayer, that I thank God that He's invented this miracle, that when you close your eyes and quit doing stuff, then generally speaking, it helps. <laughs> you you wake up. Um, part of the struggle that I had is, yeah. particularly when the disease is really active, mm. um, I can I can quote unquote rest a long time and then still feel really, really, really tired. Right. Um, yeah. Which for a while fed into my, um, my sense of, well, I'll just keep going anyway, because what difference does it make? But, but really, um, it's to believe that I can run at a pace different than the one God set for me. And, and that's just crazy talk. Right. So, um, yeah, learning, um, that the desire to always produce, even if the production is good things, can, can be a real problem. Uh, so um, that's those are some things that, you know, I've had to learn along the way. Um, one of the interesting things I, I learned a few years ago is that uh, the Hebrew Old Testament way of thinking about time mm. was that the day started with the evening. So... <laughs> You, you didn't think of sun up as the start of the day. You thought of sundown as the start of the day. And um, it, it, it it's almost as though in Jewish thought, you began your day with the recognition, uh, I've got to rest. And that's built all the way back into Genesis 1, because if you read it closely, it says, there was evening and morning the first day. So uh, that way of kind of thinking about, um, I'm not principally what I produce, um, not how much I do. Um, To be human is to be somebody that needs rest. To get older is to mean you're going to need more rest. Um, And actually, that gets us more and more and more back to Genesis chapter 1. In the evening, there was morning, first day. And so just trying to get reoriented around those things has, has, has slowly been, been helpful to me. And to separate the category of leisure from rest, those aren't the same thing.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Great.
1: Um, brother, anything else that—well, uh, maybe, maybe we could put it this way— um, you have a captive audience right now with your brothers and sisters in Christ, people that God's called you to shepherd. Right. Is there anything else you would want to say to them in closing in relationship to rest?
0: Yeah. Well, I would say um, I think these days uh, one of the things that probably oc- we're occupied mentally a lot these days with just thinking about uh, what is happening to us and I think uh, we can spend an, uh, an, uh, an exorbitant amount of time just dwelling on those kind of things. Um, and I think what we, I would encourage everyone to do is to kind of think back and think about the fact that what is true and of most importance is that we've been given this rest from striving um, through the work of Christ mm-hmm. to meditate upon those things, um, store those treasures up into our hearts, Dwell upon those things, as Philippians says, and um, I think we will find our minds uh, less prone to wander and dwell on things that aren't true, and hopefully, uh, by God's grace, dwell on things that are true, and we will find, I think, more rest, spiritual rest in those truths, yeah. and I think that's what we need today today. More than anything, perhaps is that kind of sense of spiritual rest. I think we're probably all getting plenty of rest as we're confined at home. But what is uh, probably causing anxiety in a lot of people is just this: uh, what's going on? And that's uh, so that it's the spiritual rest that I would encourage people to meditate and dwell on what is true.
1: Yeah, God's character. Absolutely, brother. It it reminds me of um, really as I've gotten older, uh, not quite as old as you, <laughs> but as I've gotten older, um, I have learned that it's not so much what what I was doing that made me tired. Mm. It's, it, it's the fact that I was doing it so... Uh, people would like me or be right. impressed right. or exactly. think there was some, you know, knowledge there or... They, it was really more about trying to earn the approval of people. Yes. And that's what's so internally exhausting. That's exhausting. A, That's a treadmill that is always speeding up and yep. it never stops. Amen. So learning to sit down in the peace that's ours in Christ and that salvation is a gift and we already have it yeah. and that it really is from that everything else flows. And, um, boy, that, uh, interestingly enough, just reminds me that Jesus is better. Thank you, brother, for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. We'll have you again.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Jesus is Better. For more info, visit us at www.churchonmill.org. That's churchonmail.org.